Hi everyone, welcome to Life with Fibromyalgia. Today is October 21st, 2018. All right, so today I thought I'd talk about how my depression has affected my academic performance. And the reason why I want to talk about it is because I think it's really important for people to know how it affects um, your performance, not only your school academic performance, but your work performance. For me, it has affected my academic performance. And as far as work goes, I guess it really depends on what you do. And for me, it's affected both. I have not had any any reviews from work saying that I have issues or anything like that. But I notice the difference um, of the times that I was healthy not really depressed and to how it is now when I'm depressed. So I guess what I can talk about is how it all started. Um, Back in 2012 was when I was first hospitalized um, to, to a mental health hospital. And then there on 2013, I was hospitalized again. And then I decided that I needed some sort of distraction. So I decided to go to school to get my master's degree. So I went back in 2014. So 2014 to 2015, I did well in school and I had a GPA above a 3.0. Then in 2015 was when I attempted suicide. And so I was, I had to drop my classes and after that i was on i was on fmla the family medical leave of absence i think that's the name of the acronym um so i was on fmla for a while and then 2016 i was hospitalized again and i think i only dropped one class But throughout the span of 2014 to 2016, I think I had dropped two classes in in two semesters. So I only took one class one semester and then another class for another semester. So I only took two classes for one whole year. And so then 2017 came along and I was hospitalized again. And I think I was hospitalized more than once that last year. And so I know I I uh, stopped going to school. So I I didn't drop out, but I took a I think they call it leave of absence. Just everything is leave of absence. Um, and so I stopped going to school. Then I went back um, this semester, this fall semester. So. The current situation at school is that I am on probation. So my GPA right now is a 2.8 something, almost 2.9. So I have to raise my GPA to a 3.0 to um, be able to graduate and to stay in the pro to stay in the program. Um, but so so right now that's the current situation. But the most stressful thing is that 
I am on my second appeal for um, academic probation. So the first time I appealed um, to be able to take um, classes for one semester and to raise my GPA, but that didn't happen because of my hospitalizations and all that. And then, so I appealed again this time, this summer, and I was approved again. And so the stressful part is that I cannot appeal anymore after this second chance. So I technically have to raise my GPA no matter what this semester to a 3.0 or higher. And that's very stressful because these are master's um, uh, courses. They're not your undergraduate level courses. So they are a little bit challenging. And so... Um, I, I guess what I can explain is how it has affected me, um, how depression has affected me in school. Um, my concentration is technically not there. Um, when I try and read or study, I can't remember what I read. And I know this is normal for some people where you have to go back and read. Well, going back and reading it again does not help. Like, you can do it various times and it still doesn't help. In fact, when you go back and read it again, I almost felt confused. I was like, wait a minute, huh? You know, and so that's how I experience um, depression uh, with my academic performance. And it's not only the depression that it's not only the depression that interferes with learning, it's also anxiety. So the anxiety is pretty bad because it makes you nervous to the point where you do not remember anything of what you have studied. And I know for me, when I take exams or um, a final, a midterm, whichever, I get really nervous to the point where I just blank out. And I'm sitting there just staring at these problems. I try and read them over and over again, but I do not understand what the hell I'm reading. And I also get so confused. I'm just like, what? Like, I just don't get it, you know? And, and these are things that I had seen before for sure in class um, with the homework. But with anxiety, you're just like, whoa, what is going on, you know? you're blank. So that is the way that I experience um, anxiety and depression with school. So I guess I'm, I'm proof that it really affects you because I'm on my second probation. And I've been hospitalized and I've been, you know, going back and forth, um, going in and out of school, um, just to just to get a master's degree. And um, truly that is, uh, it's a dream of mine to get my master's degree. But at this point, I'm just kind of leaving it up in the air. Um, whether I'm going to get it or not, I'm hoping I will. And I'm trying to be positive that I will. Um, but, you know, part of me is trying to be very realistic and trying to... Uh, understand that 
there is a huge possibility that it might not happen because of my lack of concentration and anxiety. So um, if there is anything to blame, that would be my anxiety and depression, and that that really sucks. Um, anyway, um, so I found an article um, regarding the effects of anxiety and depression on learning, and this is um, from Courtney B., and it was published on Thursday, 26, July, 2018. So I'm going to read um, this part of this article um, that I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, so let me see. It says, how depression and anxiety affect your ability to learn. Studies have shown that there is a link between depression, anxiety, and lower academic performance. Mental health conditions can affect college students at any level. In assessing groups of students in varying years, first-year students reported increased instances of self-harm and suicide consideration, while upperclassmen reported more significant impacts on their academic performance due to their mental health afflictions. Students, educators, and mental health professionals agree that there is a concerning prevalence of mental health issues that impact the lives of academic performance of college-aged individuals. Though some may be quick to categorize depression and anxiety as emotional afflictions, it should not be ignored that these two conditions have a profound impact on cognitive functioning. Research shows that emotion and motivation create two psychological processes that have dramatic influence over cognition and behavior. More specifically, when emotion and cognition interact negatively, this can increase the likelihood of the manifestation of anxiety and depression-related symptoms. These conditions are also associated with deficits in executive function like memory retention, focus, and adjusting behavior based on the environment. So, how anxiety impacts academic performance. Stress is a common feeling many people experience when faced with a range of situations. The biological response can be positive or negative and typically is experienced for a short period. In an academic context, the stress experienced when studying for a test may help an individual enhance their focus and achieve a higher test score. In contrast, negative stress can cause an individual to have an upset stomach before an exam because they are worried about their performance. Anxiety may have similar symptoms. However, these symptoms are often enhanced and continue for long periods of time. While stress can motivate a person to overcome a challenge, anxiety is an intense and sometimes irrational feeling of worry that can, come, that can become debilitating. Anxiety can cause an individual to become physically sick or severely, severely distraught at the thought of taking a test, giving a presentation, or other academic activities. Instead of triggering a biological response that can enhance academic performance, anxiety causes physical and mental symptoms that can dramatically inhibit cognitive functioning. So physiological symptoms among students experiencing anxiety include feeling cold or chills, increased nervousness or panicking, sweaty palms, stomach pain or discomfort, significantly increased heart rate, quickened breathing, then psychological symptoms among students experiencing anxiety include an absence of interest in an area of academia which they perceive as difficult, increased nervousness before engaging in formal academic classes, 
experiencing significant panic, and I totally agree on that one. Um, going blank while taking exams. Once again, I totally agree on that one. Feeling hopeless and helpless when completing assignments. And yes, that is another one that I definitely agree with. So how depression impacts school performance. There are many periods in life during which a person will feel sadness. For college-age adolescents, sadness may be triggered by homesickness, academic failures, the death of a loved one, or dissolution of a romantic relationship. Those who experience sadness are typically able to still function normally in their daily lives. This sadness usually lasts for a short period and is accepted, reconciled, and moved on from. Like anxiety, depression is a common mental health disorder that takes on many forms with varying severities. Unlike sadness, depression significantly alters parts of the brain. Though sadness can be felt during depression, some may not feel it at all. Instead, they may experience other symptoms that interfere with their daily lives on a long-term basis. This illness can present a range of physical symptom, physical and mental symptoms and is a prevalent condition among college-age students. So physiological symptoms among college students experiencing depression may include, and these are some things that um, I guess not everyone but some students um, have. So abuse of drugs and alcohol, restlessness and irritability, and I definitely have that, the restlessness, drastic changes in appetite or weight, physical pain like muscular discomfort or headaches, and talking about physical pain and muscular discomfort um, with fibro, um, that is definitely a symptom. Um, So depression and fibro uh, go hand in hand, so it's no surprise that the physical pain is part of the symptoms. Then difficulty sleeping, insomnia, or oversleeping. So then there's psychological symptoms among college students experiencing depression may include loss of interest in hobbies, activities, or social engagements, thoughts of death or suicide. Yes, I agree with that. Engaging in self-harm or attempting suicide. Yes. Difficulty concentrating on homework assignments or in class. Yes, I totally agree on that. Difficulty retaining information uh, read in textbooks or learned in class. Yes, I agree on that one. Feelings of hopelessness or pessimism about academic future. Feelings of isolation and helplessness. So then the next uh, part of the article is the impact of depression and anxiety disorders on cognition. And... Gosh, it's somewhat of a long thing, uh, article, Um, but I will read just a little more. So depression and anxiety alone or as co-occurring disorders can dramatically affect an individual's academic performance. These diseases can hinder the brain's ability to think, understand, learn, and remember information. Studies show that the stress, depression, and anxiety experienced by college students of varying years have had a negative impact on their academic success. So areas in which these mental health conditions can negatively affect cognition include memory retention, memory retrieval, problem-solving abilities, and ability to learn. 
So there you go. <laughs> I guess uh, there's my answer to why I'm not doing well in school. Um, uh, the whole memory retention and retrieval and not being able to problem solve uh, sucks. <laughs> and what I am studying is engineering. So a lot of the problems, what are they? You have to problem solve. So that's not, it's not good. Um, all right. So yeah, I wanted to share that. This is, I forgot to mention, this is from the brookhavenretreat.com um, website. And the title of the article is The Effects of Anxiety and Depression on Learning by Courtney B. So I wanted to share that because I wanted, or I want people to know that there are, um, that there are things that kind of impede someone to perform well um, academically. So yeah, that is uh, my current situation and uh, learning that depression and anxiety are a factor for my lack of concentration and all that is, it's very uh, angering um, to say the least. So I go to see my therapist on Tuesday and I am going to discuss my situation um, with school. Um, I took two exams today and one of them was okay because it was early in the morning and I was nice and calm. I had not had any caffeine, although I had not slept all night. I was relatively calm and I was able to um, retrieve information from my brain and all that um, okay without much problem. But then for the second exam, which was maybe three hours later after three hours later, um, after the exam that I first took, um, I was lacking concentration and I started to get very anxious and I was getting very sleepy. So I had to have some sort of sugar or caffeine. So I had just a small, um, coffee from the coffee bean and that seemed to do the trick. So I was, I was awake, but I'm not sure that helped my anxiety. So when I was taking the second exam, I was just sitting there staring at what I was reading and not knowing what I was reading. I was like, what in the world am I reading that I am not understanding? So I was there, I was sitting there for, I think I was there for about an hour and 15 minutes just staring at these problems. Of course I was writing stuff, but honestly what I was writing were just formulas, like kind of like saying like, okay, I know I have to use this formula, but uh, I'm blanking out. I don't know how to use it. <laughs> so I was just writing down formulas and just kind of trying to piece things together, but um, that didn't happen. And I, I, 
I didn't want to get up to be the first person to turn in the exam because I I guess I felt embarrassed to just turn it in and possibly have the professor look at it and be like, okay, so she totally did not write anything on this exam. So I didn't want to do that. Um, so what happened was I waited until maybe one or two people got up and I was like, okay, it's time for me to get up because I'm just sitting here, just literally just sitting there not doing anything. And so I got my exam, turned it in. And the most embarrassing thing about it was that the professor recognized me since this is an online course. Um, we do not see each other and we only see each other during the exam, which we come together in this school. And I saw the professor and he recognized me because I had taken him for like, I think three other classes. And so he recognized me from back in 2014, 15. Um, so it was nice that he recognized me because I can, you know, possibly ask for letters of recommendation and, you know, that kind of stuff. But um, it sucked that he recognized me and I did not do well on his exam. And he asked me, he's like, oh, so how have you been doing? And I said, not good. And I have a feeling he asked me how I was doing because I had previously for one of his classes, emailed him and told him about my depression and everything and how I was having trouble. And I don't, I think I emailed him explaining things because I was going to drop a class, one of his classes, or I don't remember something along those lines. So that was the embarrassing part. So on the exam, before I turned it in on the very last page, I put, I put, please read email from and then I put my name and then I put, you are a great professor and I'm sorry to have let you down. And I think I wrote something, something like that. Um, but I put that the reason would be discussed in the email. Um, so I have yet to type that email. I am, I guess I'm kind of, I'm procrastinating to write that email but I will have to do so soon. So I'll get to it soon. <laughs> I'm saying soon, but God knows when I'm going to do it. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's my current situation. Um, it's pretty depressing. I kind of got over that little depressing funk I got into this past week, um, the last time that I podcasted, I kind of got over that. But now that I didn't do well in this other exam, I kind of feel depressed again, not to the severity of how it was before, but I, I am feeling a little depressed about it and, uh, kind of feeling like a failure and all that. So, um, yeah. And uh, the fibro has gotten a little worse. And I think it's because of the stress and everything that's all the stress that I'm under with being on probation and having to raise my GPA and it being my last appeal and all that. So my fibro has kind of gotten a little um, 
a little worse. Um, not that it was bad, but it just is starting to get um, worse than what it was. So today I had a lot of stiffness on my legs and hips. And, you know, when you have the stiffness, you kind of have that aching pain on your legs. And anyway, you know, I think I'm just kind of blabbing on <laughs> about this. Um, but anyway, uh, I hope you guys learned a little something from the uh, article. Um, realizing that depression and anxiety do have an effect on academic performance. So if you have a daughter, son, or know anybody that is depressed and has anxiety and is going to school, just trust me, they're having a really hard time. And if they're doing well, then that's awesome that they're able to concentrate and retrieve all that information that they need. But I am almost certain that the person that you know that is depressed and anxious is having trouble in school. Um, so um, hopefully you understand them a little more um, via my experience. Um, all right, well, I hope uh, all of you are doing all right. And if you have fibro, I hope you're doing okay. Um, here in uh, California, where I live, it's... I think it's been the average temperature has been about 85. So it's been pretty warm, um, not super hot or anything like that. So it's been okay. But towards the evening, it starts to get a little cooler than, than usual. So I'm starting to feel that difference in temperature. Um, but wherever you're at, I hope that fall hasn't, um, got into you and that you're doing okay. All right. Well, gentle hugs and I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.